How are you getting on? Are you well? Are you well? And you will be loved. How's things? Are you good? Are you having a stress-free Christmas? Oh my God! Let me tell you. Oh, I'm trying. I'm trying to wind down. But I very, you know, people have been very sound, right? I've put myself under pressure when I told Terry and the boy, even though he didn't care, that I wasn't going to be doing nothing for December. It was going to be nothing but uh, looking looking at Christmas trees and waiting for Boba Fett to come out on Disney+. Plus. There was going to be nothing else in between that, right? Maybe don't look up. I don't care if it's getting bad reviews. It has serious cast, right? This is me. It's my 2022 breaking free of what reviewers say about movies, right? And seeing if I like them myself. Because most of the movies I liked as a kid, reviewers think are fucking shit. Ghostbusters 2 is brilliant. Um, but I ended up then tacking on quite a lot. It wasn't live gigs, but I've I've decided to do all these video messages, um, personalized video messages for Merchants Key Ireland. Merchants Key Ireland, I have to say, are a fabulous charity. I've admired them for a while. I haven't done anything with them yet. And this is the first thing I've done to kind of support them. But I love what they do. I always see them out. You always see them out in town. You always see the people queuing up for resources um, off them on, on the keys. And they help people with homelessness. They help people just give them a hot meal and a roof over their head. Or they help them with drug counseling and rehabilitation they get people out of kind of volatile dangerous situations you know they're it's incredibly hands-on and they don't really get enough coverage so what i said was hey i don't do cameos and stuff like that so if you want me to do a video message i'll do it as long as the money goes directly to merchants key and that's what we've been doing but i tell you (laughs) no i'm really enjoying doing it but it's a lot 50 i have to do and it's a lot like 50 50 coins would be like, that's too many coins. And it would be arduous to put all 50 somewhere. Now, when you know, when you're turning on, when it's, hey, when you're turning on the tone show, you know, it's a different, that's a, that's a process. <laughs> it's a process that I need to fucking speed up with. So I've, um, I felt a little bit snowed, snowed under with it, but I'm, it's enjoyable. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing about people's lives and I'm, you know, I'm hoping that they're good enough that people actually, you know, crack a smile over Christmas and enjoy it, you know. I remember we got one, a cameo of Solid Snake from a mate Joe's stag. And he was like, love is a battlefield, Joe. I hope you and Joanna have a very special relationship. And I was like, this is brilliant. This is class. Um, So I know what impact it can be. My mate uh, Nelly got one for Gangrel. And he was driving his car and he's like, What's crack, man? Hope you keep fanging and banging. <laughs> Gangrel from of White Wolf Entertainment. <laughs> you know? So uh, I know that they're a bit of fun. Um, and I will never do them again. I might do them again next year, but um, I will figure out a way of integrating it better into my uh, lifestyle and not being so precious with it. But right now, I know the tone might sound a bit down. Hey, might be like, a, Hey, uh, is it, it is, uh, can't well under the weather? Because the tone is down. The tone is a bit down. No, no. No, I'm drinking a bit of uh, whiskey here, and um, it's a bit of TC after dark. It's after me doing a series of these. And look, I don't know what I'm going to be talking about on today's pod. Um, what I was going to do was do, and I will do this. <laughs> oh, sorry, so what I am going to do is I'm going to be going to uh, Cosmopolitan Magazine's top 50 wildest events of 2021, just to see what I remember, give myself a bit of a recap. In the new year, on I think the 3rd or the 4th of January, I'm going to be doing a uh, best of, uh, not a best of, sorry, that's next week, but I'll be doing a kind of my my best things from 2021, my favorite movies, games, TV shows, moments, pop culture things. But for this, let's just say, look, right now, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie, 
and this podcast has also been delayed me actually recording it because I've, I've I've been in a fucking I've been in a horrible form. I've been in a horrible form. Normally I'm kind of like a slippery little fish and I'm able to like dodge out of the tuna nets of the news and mass media and everything that I should be feeling. But I felt like a porous sponge of shite recently, taking absolutely everything in. I think a lot of people feel the same way. They're like, ah, oh, you know, I like I have more people. There's more people than I can count on my my hand that can't come home for Christmas, and um, and the, just everyone having to navigate how many days when the symptoms first showed up, the inevitability of the Omicron variant, which is well, do you know what pissed me off with the Omicron? Every time I hear Omicron, I'm like, oh, that's a, oh, that's a cool word. What are you talking about? Transformers? What's the? Why say Decepticons come back? No, he's talking about a new uh, strain of uh, coronavirus. Ah, that's the opposite of what I want. Sorry, the Omicron variant. What? Where Meg- Megatron's come back? No, Omicron. Is that what it is? Transformers live? No, it's new. Va- ah! <laughs> You're getting me down. Get me down big time. Chatting shit like that. I thought we were uh, having a fun with like toys that turn into other things. You know? Um, so that, um, so Omicron's been getting me down. And uh, I had all the fucking. Now, I, see, it affects me. It It is so m- minimal how even new restrictions genuinely affect me, right? It's you know I said to Terry when they were like they're changing this is going to date so bad but if you're listening to this on the day that comes out on the you know within the week this week they brought in restrictions so that every live event is at half capacity including cinemas which you feel for them and uh, and everything has to be wrapped up by eight you know pubs are closed by eight you know my very um, organized friends who had like booked tables and places I've had to rearrange them my friends putting on gigs doing comedy gigs have to move them from eight o'clock to six o'clock you know and all this stuff I don't have that enough right. But I said to Terry, I was like, enough is enough. I'm going to march on the street. <laughs> I'm going to march on the streets, I said. And she goes, all right. And she's like, I understand. But, like, what is the alternative, you know? Like, it really doesn't affect us that much. Really, it's just us pushing instead of 8 o'clock, it's 9 o'clock. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that's really it, you know? Because um, that's all we get as as parents of a child. Um, But uh, but I was always wound, I was wound up. But you know what? My friend Ali, who's a nurse, she was saying, um, we were complaining and about everything changing. And this was when they were talking about 5 p.m. and everything like that. And she goes, I know what you mean. It is very annoying. You know, on a side note, we did have to send two kids uh, up to Northern Ireland because there weren't enough ICU beds, two babies. And you're like, ah, you know what I mean? Fair enough, fair enough. Do you know what I mean? Will I just plan something for six? <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll just plan something for six. You know? It feels like it's everything taken away. Every decision feels like everything being taken away, even though it affects me so minimally. Also, I'm a little bit, look, I'm also, you know, I've done 100 podcasts this year. So I kind of don't want to dip in to the well, to the count well, of myself right now. As I told you in on the Patreon podcast, right now I feel like like it's the big snow and people have ravaged the, the shelves of Aldi of my mind. And I'm going in there trying to look for stories. <laughs> but it's been ravaged. There's nothing in there. Everything has been decimated. Everyone has grabbed everything. All that's left is a uh, a a dusty can of Del Monte. And I'm thinking to myself, well, they just read this on the podcast. Uh, pineapple slices and syrup. <laughs> and, and 5% syrup. You know? Um, although, I will tell you this. Christmas lights, right? I, um, <laughs> I bought these Christmas lights, right? And I kind of said to Terry, I I like I like tacky as fuck, colorful Christmas lights. It's what I was reared on, 
I don't have many kind of like Christmas traditions, like home Christmas traditions. You know, of course, putting the Christmas tree up, putting the things up, you know, um, you know, Christmas dinner and all that stuff. Having a trifle, that's a tradition of my mom's, you know. So we have a few. But the, the like of the ones that I, I'm never willing to give up for the rest of my life. It is colorful Christmas lights, right? Everyone getting all highfalutin with just their white lights. Give me all the colors, right? Give me something that looked like the gremlins could be in there hanging in the back. So I got these uh, colorful Christmas lights and I got these warm yellow Christmas lights because Terry wants warm yellow, right? I spent a fucking, anyway, fortune. (laughs) I won't say the next F word. Fortune on these Christmas lights. And I took them home and I thought, right, I'm going to put the colorful lights on first. Um, just so that the other lights can go over it, right? And what I didn't realize was the lights that I bought, and my tree is about maybe six foot seven, right? I bought 27 meters, 70 feet of lights, and I couldn't even really get them out of the box. And I was putting them on, and Terry was all like, that's too many. That's too many lights. That's too many lights. There is nothing but wires. It looks like a robot tree, right? It looks like that scene in Superman three where your woman goes into the thing and all the wires go into her and she turns into a robot. She didn't say that, but that's what I kind of got the vibe she was getting at. It looks like the Borg ship. There's so many wires coming out of this thing. It was, to be fair, blocking everything. It was kind of, it kind of looked like a walnut whip, but instead of chocolate, it was wires, right? And so I had a bit of a strop and I was like, you're not helping me. You're not helping me with the wires. And she's like, um, that's too many wires. And I'm like, oh, no, it's just because you didn't want the colorful lights. You're not helping me. And I made it, made it, I kind of tried to deflect it and be like, oh, no. It's like, fine, I'll take, because I had already realized the jig was up here. I had, I had a fucking, I had an electronic walnut whip in the sitting room. And um, it just, it wasn't looking good. There was wires everywhere. So I made it out to be. Oh, fine, Terry. I know you don't want the colorful lights. I'll take the lights off. And I realized very quickly there was not a fucking hope of me getting these lights off this tree. There was no way. There was no way. I couldn't find where I'd started. It was already mangled and wrapped up. And so what I had to do, what I had to do was kind of like group them all together and kind of slide them down. Try and turn them into like a hula hoop of lights and pull them down the tree even though of course as a tree gets skinnier at the top it gets tighter so i was pulling this kind of ring of lights just down the tree and i was like stuffing the branches up and around branches were breaking there was pines falling everywhere terry at one point was like stop stop it's already dead you're break she was like you're killing the tree she said you're killing the tree and i'm like well you don't want the colorful lights (laughs) and i made it out like it was her fault it was my fault and i slid it down and i eventually and i was very i i can't believe and i'm a very you know I can't believe I didn't take a scissors out. I was so close to taking a scissors out, but honestly, these were very expensive lights. I managed to shimmy them all down and get them off. And I was like, there, there's your, I was almost, I was still, I was a dickhead about it. I was like, there's your, no, no colorful lights. And then she just started pissing, laughing at me. And she's like, what the hell was that? What were you doing? And I was still too sore. I'm still a bit too sore about it. I won't laugh about it, but I got the lights off and I will be returning them, even though, oh my God, 
Woe betide anyone who opens this box of lights ever again. It's impossible. It is impossible for anyone to ever untangle these lights again. But I am going to return them. Because, you know, I think... <laughs> I think there should have been some sort of difficulty rating on the lights. I think there should have been a kind of a traffic light system because this would have been a rich amber, if not full red, um, you know. So, uh, but having said that, then the other lights, which weren't 72 feet long um, and were, you know, a good cool, I don't know, maybe 20 feet long. Um, I went to put uh, the young fellow up to bed. And I was only up there for about half an hour, and I came down, and Terry put all the lights on, <laughs> all the, all the amber light or all the the warm, uh, warm yellow lights. And I was like, "How did you How did you do that?" And she's like, "I took them out of the box, and I bunched them all up, and I just hung them around the tree." And I'm like, "You're a liar! Someone must come in here." So that's another little DIY uh, mishap in the uh, the Cantwell uh, household. So. But uh, I will be getting a refund. And look, I am not afraid to cry. <laughs> I'm not afraid to cry in front of another man. Being like, I wanted these for my family. They weren't good enough. I can't take these back. Please. I will do that. But look, that's not what we're talking about today. What we're talking about today is recapping the year 2021. I don't remember what the fuck happened. <laughs> so um, luckily, we have Cosmopolitan Magazine that will help me remember. On today's Tony Cantwell Shit Show. And I know you and you know me And 2022 plus one makes 23 Let's have a three in one Let's have a three in one Everyone go the Chinese for the three in one Um, 2021 what even what even was that shit huh <laughs> what even was that shit i remember 2020 and i'm kind of au fait with the memes of 2020 and i kind of know what happened but it seemed like there was a, there was like a ramp up i think 2021 is probably the worst year in the history of video games can we say that i think it, i think 2020 just about had there was big development things that happened to be released 2022 is not shaping up good but look we're not going to talk about video games right now 2020 had a big year big year for film no 2019 more so anyway you had the big tv shows you had the big things like tiger king normal people you know um and all that stuff but 2021 i can't remember what happened see 2020 for me sorry i'm jumping all over the place but 2020 for me was a very important year it was the year of two new incredible relationships one is of course the dialogue now that you and i have was really starting the podcast and getting into the the thick of things Developing the dynamic of you becoming my employer, essentially, because you listen to this and, you know, you um, you listen to sponsors or you support through the Patreon and kind of cultivating that relationship. And also I became a father and each month was like a new thing. If you look at the photos of 2020, every single month, there's something completely new. It looks like the most lived in year ever when we had, I don't know, like 16 square feet. You know what I mean? It was barely out and we could we could we could move with, but it looks like the most lived in year 2021. I'm not saying it was a bad, it was a bad year, but it was kind of like more of the same, more of the same. Now for me, more of the same because of how lucky I am in life was like eating a giant Haribo tit. <laughs> you know, I'm a very lucky man. So it was in like another it was another perfect year. But I don't really remember what happened. So I'm going to go on to Cosmopolitan magazine. It was always been a quick with a joke. It'll light up your smoke when it comes to um, uh, you know uh. 
kind of relationship advice. Um, but they're always good with the old pop culture. So the 50 wildest pop culture moments of 2021. The wildest Atlantic way. We were driving on the ring of Kerry. It was bloody wild. Wild Connemara wins. Um, uh, okay, number one. Paul Wesley being confused about Madison Beer. I... Glib Glorp being confused about Mlax from Plowman. I don't know what who the fuck eater you are. But Paul Wesley, bro, with the greatest respect to you, you seem like a handsome guy. It looks like someone has shrunk your face into the center of your head. It looks like someone has taken a kind of squidgy brush from Photoshop and put the little circle over your face and brought your eyes in from the top of your head into the center of your nose and your mouth up from your chin. You have a lot of face going on in the center of your head. But famously... People in Hollywood have very large heads. Anyway, Paul Wesley thinking that Madison beer was a kind of literal beer. <laughs> I don't know who she is um, either. This isn't going to work. <laughs> this isn't going to work. Hang on. Let's um, let's find another list. Here we go. All right. Mashable. 44 things you forgot happened in 2021. Here we go. Number one. Um the capital insurrectionists made January 6th a day America will never forget. It's hard to wrap our brains that this horrifying event... We... Listen, I'm not saying it wasn't bad. Uh, this is when the, all the Buffalo Bills... Uh, this was when the... Inevitably, because of how polarizing the political and media landscape is and the amount of misinformation spread that people in literal horns showed up to piss on Nancy Pelosi's desk... Uh, the inevitability that this was going to happen, and the fact that they got the fact that these white people got so far, they got st- that they that they tried to invade. I don't mean to. I might be missing out on something here because I don't want to cancel myself here. Uh, but like, didn't the people who died try to invade in a gun-ridden country? the most secure building in north in a on a continent arguably in the capital building isn't that supposed to be the most where like where all the politicians are isn't that like the most secure building in north america you know like i'm not you know i don't mean to be flippant with it am i missing something because it's like a tra- is it is it a tragedy in the way that people are like this could have been avoided and misinformation and the inevitability, or are you talking... Because now it's, it's kind of called Jan 6th in the same way that, you know, 9-11 is like September the 11th. Like, they're very good with, like, using the dates. I need to do that with my uh, with my anniversary. It's December 22nd. I need to be like, never, never, ever forget. December 22nd, never forget how in love you are with your wife. December 22nd, never forget. 12 12.22 and never. Um, it was a mad time. And I'm not saying it wasn't horrible and very uh, shocking. I mean, you see something like that, it's like the purge, and you're like, well, what, what happens now if that then what? You know what I mean? Then people on horseback with machine guns. Do you know what I mean? It's not like it's... And that's what's so been mad about the last couple of years. And entirely, I suppose about the Trump presidency. But you know what was also particularly interesting around that kind of time, that, those kind of months, is after that... All the big, um, the big, you know, uh, what do you call it? online platforms deplatformed uh, Trump. So it started off with Twitter, um, and then Facebook, now Meta, uh, banned him for for inciting violence. But what I found really interesting was that like Twitch was like the last one to be like, we can't abide by this. 
is goes completely against the gamer code. Bro, I know you want to rock up there with your guns and everything like that, but this is so so I'm sorry, Mr. Mr. President, we have to ban you, man. You cannot stream on Twitch anymore. So the 44th president's Friday Animal Crossing session is now permanently cancelled, you know. But you know what I think, Mr. Trump? You get them trash bag. You belong in the Killian Bin Liner conference, man. What I think about you, man, is maybe you incited the riot so you didn't have to debate me foreskin live in person on Twitch. <laughs> That's what I think. Um, and then at Joe Biden, Joe Biden's in, um, in inauguration. Hey, we had this guy on Corn Pop. We said, hey, all the black kids, uh, I want to touch your hair. <laughs> I was like, stop, stop talking. Whoa, 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 bro. Please stop talking. I know you mean well. Um, so at his inauguration, the savior of America, <laughs> the savior of America, Joe Biden, at his inauguration, inauguration, you got Bernie Sanders sitting there. Bernie Sanders, the, the only man who probably could have made deep fundamental change to an incredibly corrupt system, just sitting there with his mittens. A man who just, you know, had, he, had the Democrats just not fucked him over. And he got in the 2016 election and just would have been, all right, look, this is just the year for the outsiders. Let's just accept that. This is just the year for the outsiders. And we'll hope our and our, our outsider will 100% win, which would have been Sanders. And he's sitting there watching J-Lo singing, let's get loud. Let's get loud. Let's get loud. While Biden's fighting sleep. Right, we had a couple of people who died, unfortunately, this year. You had um, Larry King. And you had Norm MacDonald, which I actually think, I don't know, I, I think he would have found funny because he was good friends with Larry King, but he used to slag him about how old he was and how he looked like looked like literal death. I think he would have found it quite funny that um, that Larry that he only marginally outlived Larry King. Um, DMX, that was a crazy one. Uh, Stephen Sondheim, who actually had quite the revival after his death. I mean, he dies, and then he's got that cameo in um, Lin Manuel Miranda's Tick Tick Boom, you know, played by Bradley Bradley Whitford. Uh, any of these names mean nothing to you. Um, and then also, of course, because of the West Side Story, uh, which is meant to be incredible. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Steven Spielberg's West Side Story is back. And then Michael K. Williams, Omar, uh, from The Wire, um, which I haven't got to rewatch uh, recently. People be like, you got COVID, man. You made re- just rewatch The Wire, man. Just put your fucking feet up. Yeah, the Wire, is that the show with the CGI uh, lullabies, is it? Well, then I have enough hope, mate, of putting that on the TV with great respect. Sorry I went cockney there. I just got so upset you saying that shit to me. I have 90 minutes. I have 90 minutes of entertainment any evening, right, if I'm lucky. Um, and we've been watching The Witcher recently. Do you know what my issue with The Witcher Season 2 is, right? And it was the same thing I had with Witcher Season 1. Not enough Witcher. I feel like I'm looking for Poochie. Every time Witcher's not on screen, I'm like, where's Poochie? And I'm like, where's Witcher? What I want, what I want right, is Mandalorian with Henry Cavill as the Witcher. You know what I mean? Shows up, the town is distraught, there is, you know, a werven or a, uh, a whatever, a werewolf or a fucking griffin. And he's like, huh, found a bit of, turns out your mare's been paying goat hearts to a griffin or whatever, you know? And there's a bit of corruption that someone's been hiding, the fact that there's an animal and he has to get involved with all this stuff and then he inevitably has to kill it using incredible you know, magic and potions and just wit, like Columbo. He's like, and one more thing. 
you're also the monster. It's brilliant. I love all that. But then you got all the shit with the mages and you're like, shut up, mate. Shut up. I'm also really dumb. And I keep saying to Terry, I don't have a fucking clue what's going on. Watched Armageddon the other day. And I always, for a second, I didn't know what was going on. And it was terrifying. Because it's a really dumb movie. In fact, highly recommend you do this. Um, If you can get Armageddon with the commentary, Ben Affleck's commentary of Armageddon is incredible. He just talks over the scenes. He's like, wow, this is like some Miller genuine draft fucking commercial. I'm actually getting quite emotional. And he's like, so let me get this straight. It's smarter than, it's smarter to train train uh, convicts, convict uh, oil men to be astronauts in 18 days rather than astronauts on how to use an oil rig in 18 days. <laughs> and he's like, this does not make sense to me. But it's really, really smart. And he's very kind of genuine about it. He's also brilliant in the film. Anyway, so a few people died. Daft Punk broke up. Nothing is sacred. Look, I didn't get to see them live. Let me tell you this. If you have someone that you love, an artist, and they happen to be playing, if you kind of like Billy Joel, if you kind of like Elton John, he's playing in Cork, go see Elton John. Do you know what? If it's 100 quid, put tenner away uh, a month and just go see Elton John. Trust me, you need to see these people. I am so grateful that I've seen Bruce uh, and I've seen um, Paul McCartney saw Paul McCartney at that gig. That was the same gig I saw. I was screaming at Eddie Hobbs. I don't know how much the ticket cost, right? I don't remember that. What I remember is sitting there so drunk in the point that I was smoking a cigarette indoors after the cigarette ban, screaming at Eddie Hobbs. And those are memories that will last you for life. Eddie! Eddie Hobbs! Hey! After he waved. And there, those are very important moments. Um... So it's a shame I never got to see Daft Punk. My wife saw them in Colorado at the kind of Red Rock. That's that kind of natural Grand Canyon fucking amphitheater. Looks incredible. I'm incredibly jealous about it. I don't bring it up very often. You had Game Stonks and Dogecoin wreaking havoc. What does any of that mean? Let me tell you. So GameStop, the stock, and AMC was a huge thing. Um, And I, I kind of, this is what I like, right? A lot of people thought that they were manipulating the market, but it's because these are some people who are literate in the market, proficient in how the market works, that they don't like it becoming accessible for everyone. But really all it was was a bunch of people, kids, who grew up hanging out in the mall. They'd go to GameStop. They'd get a fucking Funko Pop. They'd get a a, a secondhand game. They'd go see a movie in an AMC theater. So the things that they liked, that they saw were failing, they bought money in. They, they, They invested. They invested in the things that they grew up with. And then what that essentially ended up doing was you know, destroying some some serious hedge funds who had shorted the inevitability of GameStop and AMC cinemas going out of business. But it was a beautiful thing, you know. It ended up, of course, as all things do, kind of getting a bit tarnished at the end and people on, you know, um, Reddit bets or whatever it was kind of uh, misleading people. But there was also some people who couldn't believe that their investment in the stock, it was making everyone rich. Everyone buying it was making everyone rich. And it was um, it was a sweet thing to see. But don't forget that this is what's mad. Like, I was listening to a Tony Robbins book because I'm into that shit again, right? Sue me, right? I'm into Tony Robbins shit again. And he was literally breaking down. He wasn't crying. He was breaking down how, in America, if you put away, like, 200 or 300 quid a month, which isn't easy, I'm saying, but, like, if you save up a couple of hundred quid over the course of, like, 10 years, and even if you get to 20 or 30 grand, by saving up that money, like you would for a deposit, and then you invest all that, you can put them in all the Fortune 500, You can invest them in one stock that is all of the top 500 companies and it is guaranteed to improve over time so that in 30 years' time after that, 
not even even before you're looking to retire, it's worth you know between one and a half and two million. He's looked at it like that's what's happened every single time. And even after a global recession, everything tends to bounce back in the average of the 500 companies. So you can make, if you just if, if you are literate in that world, you can make millions. You know, so people who still weren't necessarily literate in that world just wanted to support the companies they like. Um, nothing wrong with that. Anyway, next up, Elon Musk superseded Jeff Bezos, May as the richest man alive. How? 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 I don't understand it. I don't understand how Tesla stock is so inflated. Why isn't Toyota, the CEO of Toyota, the richest man in the world? They own Lexus. They own everything, don't they? I think they do. Like, why isn't that the richest man? How is Elon Musk, a man who isn't doesn't even own Tesla but has a lot of stock in it, and owns SpaceX, who know who's who's who who's getting money? How are SpaceX getting money? Do you know what I mean? How is he the richest man in the world? When Jeff Bezos is literally like life hacking supermarkets, like you're only spending your money on Amazon. You know, you're not you know not everyone's buying a Tesla. Everyone's shopping on Amazon. Everyone's using Amazon. Amazon. Web services is one third of the global cloud. Everything that you're seeing, more or less, all the porn. It's you know, it's 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 Amazon space. How does that? How is that possible? Anyway, uh, here's a couple of things he did. He cast doubt about the safety of the COVID nineteen vaccine with zero evidence. He blamed the UN on why he can't end world hunger. But you know what? I don't. I don't like all that shit. You know, like uh, whatever. Of course. There is a responsibility on people who are billionaires to do more with their billions. But the idea that UN, the UN is like, hey, bitch, why don't you end world hunger? And he's like, hey, bitch, hey, um, Senator Karen, call Nancy Pelosi, Senator Karen. You know, like, listen, there is no way. Let me tell you, that if, if, if I'm, we're at a dinner party, right? And me and my wife are having a chat and we have an argument. Uh, I kind of think that I'm right. And then my wife convinces me otherwise. But we're in a, we're at a dinner, right? And she convinces me otherwise. There is not a hope in hell that I'm going to back down on my argument in public, okay? And that's at a dinner table of six people, right? If I have a billion people or a hundred million or however many people might be following or accessible to this conversation, there is no way I'm going to back down. Do you not think it is important in any kind of dialogue that someone has to back down or say, do you know what, you're right, I never thought of it that way. There's no way that is ever going to happen and everyone thinks they're having these conversations or arguments or debates, but there can never be a debate unless someone can actually agree that they lose. And so if you don't have that, then everyone's just going to, you know, it, it, you know, you use quantum computing to prove them right, even if it doesn't make sense, and end up creating some AI that kills everyone. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's going to go to a point where, well, I can't be wrong, so I have to double down on this thing. Rather than saying, do you know what? You're right. I never thought of it that way. I will actually do that thing that you asked me to, you know? So don't trust Twitter. Don't trust how people talk on Twitter. Because if you actually said to some, some something in private, they'd probably be like, do you know what? You're right, and I see your point. Um... So what else did he do? He let people buy Tesla using cryptos, and then he said, psych. And uh, yeah, see, this is the thing. He also just is a troll. He's the Todd Phillips of Twitter, right? Um, he's a joker. So you can't really expect, if the joker says, yeah, you can buy Gotham with NFTs, you'd be like, all right, well, okay. I'm just going to put that in the pile of shit that the joker says. And then we're going to have Batman analyze it for clues. But we're not going to less it. We're going to respond to that. Do you know what I mean? We're not going to believe everything that he says because he's the Joker, you know. That's see, that's one side of being a super billionaire uh, on on Twitter. The other side is like J.K. Rowling, where you're like, 
Well, I had a dinner party and I had a load of people um, agree about what we believe gender is. And I thought I would just kind of apply that, you know, say that uh, without really knowing that the people who made you a, a billionaire or a hundred millionaire are these same little shy nerds who don't feel comfortable in their skin who are now crying because they think that there's some subtext in the book that they love that you made them so happy with because it was about outsiders not feeling like you belonged. And now you're making them cry. And you don't understand that they're, you're you're making them cry. And really, it isn't that important to you. It doesn't really matter to you at all. Like, it's not really that important. You just don't want to be wrong because you've, you've been so comfortable for so long. Remember, you used to be poor. You sat in that little cafe in Edinburgh and you probably would have agreed with anyone. You probably would have had a conversation with anyone. How far you've come. Anyway, I'm just saying. Just uh, don't listen to people on Twitter. Anyway, what else? Um... So here we go. Yes, a victory for Twitter. The nerds finally get their damn Snyder cut. Absolutely, Twitter is a monumental and resourceful, <laughs> very important resource. Um, so Zack Snyder released the Snyder cut this year, which actually feels like maybe two year, two years ago. That's a twenty twenty one thing, um, and I really enjoyed it. The uh, the, the 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 six hour version uh, of uh, was it six hours? Uh, anyway, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, well, like, I mean, I thought it was good. I like the fact that it was, I have a whole podcast on it. I have a podcast saying that I was looking forward to it, and then I have a podcast where I actually watched it. And I did really enjoy it. I liked something just owning what it was and um, not looking over its shoulder for a gag. And look, I love a gag, you know? Thor Ragnarok is probably one of the best Marvel movies there is. But, you know, it also is the end of uh, Asgard, and I don't think that's get, that is really treated with the same, you know, volume. Now you have um, the God Killer coming into the next one, Christian Bale. And I know the reason why Taika Waititi is such a good director in Marvel is because they pre-make everything and all they can really control is how people act the scenes of the dialogue. He doesn't necessarily write the script. So it's how people are responding to the dialogue. So when you see that as an extreme, you got Chloe Zhao and everything's very intense and you're like, okay, this is cool and it looks great and you're getting a lot of incredible scenery here. But, uh, you know, I'm, you're, you're making me feel serious about people I don't really care about. And then you got Thor being like, now you're kind of, we're all having a good time here. But you're kind of being flippant about the entire destruction of an entire planet, you know. And um, so, look, I don't know what I like. But uh, I did think it was interesting just for them to be like, oh, oh, this is the sort of shit that we're into. You know, these are big gods and we treat them as such. Um, I enjoyed the Snyder Cut. Um, and it's not to say that I didn't like, look, I do like Thor Ragnarok. I love Thor Ragnarok. I'm just... That was that. Great. You know what I mean? It's like when Robin Williams comes in as the genie. You're like, this is amazing. But I know how things can develop from here. Where you have Chris Pratt, and I like Chris Pratt, being Garfield, and, you know, fucking, um, who else is he again? He's Garfield, and he's Mario. And you're like, okay, that's too much. The Rock. I like The Rock. You want all The Rock? No. Um, you have plenty of The Rock. You know, thank you very much. Um... I don't need any more raps from The Rock or Red Notice or anything like that, you know. Anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, so the U.S. government was basically like, yeah, we have UFOs. Deal with it. So, um, so the, yeah, they, all these Tic Tacs started popping up. And look, I'm going to say this. This actually, weirdly enough, ha happened in Canada years before where the original Secretary of Defense, he's a guy, he's a, a war hero in Canada because he unified the Army and the Navy and the Air Force. He, under his kind of, uh, as de Secretary of Defense, he was able to unify them all into one cohesive thing, which is a very difficult thing to do. They were all separate entities. He admitted to knowing about the existence of extraterrestrials and the existence of different species of extraterrestrials and went before the Canadian 
equivalent of Congress or whatever it was to give all this evidence. Now the U.S. government is like, um, and you can look it up. It's like ten years old, and and now the, U- the U.S. government is like, yeah, there are UFOs, and yeah, there's proof of them, and here's everything, and it's all declassified, and they're letting it out. They're trickling it out very easy, and I'm suspicious of that because they trickled it out under Trump's presidency, you know. Um, so I'm, I, I don't know. I'm suspicious of it. You know, why are you telling us this? Why do you want us getting used to this? Do you know what I mean? You wouldn't tell us this unless... Uh, maybe they released it because they're like, oh, people will freak because in the 50s there was like five things you could think about and now uh, this doesn't even... <laughs> Aliens existing doesn't even come into the first 100 things that I think about in a day. You know, it doesn't... And it's, it's, it is something that we all should have been like jumping up on fucking Oprah's couch over. You know, but I feel like I don't really have a say on the things that I jump up on Oprah's couch about in my own mind. But what my theory is, not necessarily a theory, but what I'm, what I'd be terrified of. Um, there's a plot in Watchmen, in Alan Moore's comic Watchmen. Um, and skip ahead two minutes if you don't want the comic Watchmen to be spoiled. If you haven't read it, I would actually skip ahead two minutes because it is an incredible comic. All right, two minutes starting now. Right, so at the end of Watchmen, Ozymandias, the smartest man in the world, basically stages a fake alien attack. He gets all these movie um, monster creators to make, I think it's actually a living organism of living flesh, these giant um, aliens. And tries to stage this fake alien invasion. Because in Watchmen it takes place in a fake uh, alternate dimension or alternate reality where um, there was no Watergate scandal and, and, and Nixon kept on. And there's it's at the height really of the kind of, you know, um, Russia and American relations. You know, each leader has their finger on the button and, you know, New York is a cesspool and, you know... Uh, just there's no human connection and all this stuff and Ozymandias's idea is that if he launches this and kills millions of people by the way um but basically stages this thing like this alien tried to arrive through another dimension it somehow didn't make it through and it exploded and kills i think it's like five million people in new york is is the death toll at the end in the movie in the Zack snyder movie actually uh they changed it to dr manhattan so that it was actually dr manhattan that did it rather than an alien um coup but what his plan is that this is the only thing that will unify people as a species ronald reagan even said it and i've said it before in my podcast that he says what will it take to unify the globe if not an extraterrestrial threat you know so now with this familiar taste of um kind of uh, global rule and i'm not being so critical of it i certainly have some issues with 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 it being completely the way it is um mainly mainly the the power of the pharmaceutical industries now now like how do you go back from when you invent a vaccine and then you get rid of the virus everything we should learn about the history of big pharma is that they want something to continue not to say that they're going to keep doing it but they're going to keep promoting all of the vaccines for every I mean, there was the head of Moderna who said that there needs to be a vaccine for um, Omicron. And, you know, that's against, that's not his say. He's a, you know, he owns, he has the fucking power of the stock. You know, he's not necessarily down there. He's not a scientist. And Trevor Noah got a lot of shit for being critical of a millionaire saying that we need to sell more of this thing. So just in terms of critical thinking. But I think with the familiar taste of global rule, is this any good? Um I wouldn't be surprised if a country or a Bond villain decides to stage something on behalf of a, of a nation 
to say, and if America were to say, were to, they won't. But if America were to say, were to stage a fake alien invasion after people have gotten used to aliens and gotten used to of global rule, and they said, now we are the only people who have the defense, so you either go our way or the highway. I don't even know what that means, really, but you know what I mean? Is there not some benefit there? Uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but I do think that there is a strategic reason that these are being leaked now for something else that's soon to come. And I think it'll be 2030. It'll be two years after. Actually, no, I don't know. It might be about five years from now. 2027, uh, there'll be an alien attack. Uh, Meghan Markle and husband Prince Harry did the now iconic Oprah interview in March. Um yeah, it was great. It even led to fucking Pierce Morgan leaving uh, a Good Morning Britain, walking off. I mean, he really just... I'm, he's such an emotional guy, isn't he? And even when he wasn't um, invited to the Adele thing, and then he's like, so Adele, tell me this, um, you know, what kind of losers are the... What, what a loser, what a big loser. But, like, it's so unfortunate that, like, isn't that so... It's not such so embarrassing. Isn't Pierce Morgan just so embarrassing that he acts like a jerk, but it's so brazenly he wants to be loved isn't that so sad and hilarious um clubhouse oh my god yeah here we go clubhouse was the next big thing until it quickly wasn't um clubhouse really pissed me off everyone's in the house i didn't want to be in the house listen i didn't want to be in the house once i accidentally got a call and i love my friends from london my old workmates in sales but they called me one time and i was like what is this this is such a call and i didn't know what i was getting myself like myself into they were out in the pub having a good time and i was like oh this is so overwhelming i look like shit i didn't want to get on the call so i didn't necessarily want to be called on clubhouse but i also didn't want anyone else to be in the house there was a couple of days everyone was in on the house and i'm like where was my invite to the house and the, but i didn't want to be in on the house but i didn't want anyone else to have the fun so i'm so glad they got rid of that Oh, here we go. The guy who allegedly found shrimp tails in his cinnamon toast crunch got milkshake ducked, it says here on Mashable. Is that a verb? What the fuck are you talking about? Milkshake ducked? This is one of those jump the shark things, right? Where milkshake duck, from whatever, from what I understand, is when something that's an internet phenomenon that everyone can get behind, a, mil- a duck drinking a milkshake, until until in this case the example you find out that the duck is a racist <laughs> it would so you know you see it all the time this singing homeless man has wooed the hearts of a nation and then you find out why he's homeless it's because he you know assaulted someone you know and you're like oh so you're not a um a lovable uh hobo from um the polar express you know um so in this case, it was a guy called Jensen Karp, who I'm familiar with. He's a comedy writer, and I think he is the head writer for various shows. He found these shrimp tails. I think he might be Jewish, so that's not particularly kosher, having crustaceans in your cereal. And he kicked off about it. A bit too loud, I thought, and being quite like like aggressive with General Mills, I think it was, who, who were responsible for it. And he even said he was going to send it off for research and everything like that, send it off for testing. Um, they tried to get the shrimp tails off him just to test them, and he was like, "No way, man! You know you're gonna just you know make me have to be a kook." And then a load of women, uh, alleged victims, um, came forward and said that he was a gaslighting, horrible employer, a horrible boyfriend. Um, said that the, the various women should kill themselves, and it's like he. <laughs> I don't want me to be flippant about it, but like he was literally just being like. My kid could have had a shrimp tail. And then he made a big deal about it. He was really enjoying the viral fame. And it's just inevitable until... You know, but I don't know if anyone can survive that. I don't know if anyone can survive that much limelight 
before someone is willing just to, and I'm not saying that, you know, anyone's like, hey, don't be giving this guy praise. But like praise for, you know, no. Sorry. I mean, everyone gets to know everything if, if they want, if someone's, if certainly if it's a victim of something. But um, I wasn't following him for his stance, for his character. I was trying to find out what happened these shrimp tails, you know? And I know there's some degrees of that people can tolerate. I don't want to watch any Woody Allen movies because I don't really like, I don't really, knowing what he can do and knowing how he can manipulate kids, I'm like, oh, I don't find that charming. So these movies lose the charm, you know? Um, Similarly, you know, I don't know. For a while, I couldn't watch Louis C.K. stuff. I can watch it again now for some reason. Um, But for a while, I couldn't because I'm like, oh, this whole wanking thing is like, oh, he's like really, he's deplorable. Like, it's not a joke. He's a sexual pervert and he's just so candidly showing it in front of everyone. Um, But anyway, um, what else here? Uh, Let's see. Kim and Kanye announced their divorce. Um... Keeping up with the Kardashians, finished its last season. Don't know anything about either of them. The Olympics happened. And you, what you have, you had Kelly Harrington. Go on, Kelly! Go on, Kelly. Um, what would have been a fairly grim, and it was, every morning I was waking up. And, it, you know, waking up trying to catch it in the morning because it was up on my young flu. And it was like an- another disappointment there for the Irish. Ah, what happened? He just didn't, you know, he didn't do it fast, <laughs> he didn't do it fast enough or she didn't do it fast enough. or They made a few mistakes, you know. And then Kelly, come on, fucking Kelly. Um, don't mean, do you don't even want to say or swear or swear around her name. She's great. I love Kelly Harrington. Um, let's see. Zoomers popular popularized the term chuggy, giving millennials one more way to feel bad and irrelevant. That's the kind of live, laugh, love, kind of white, kind of uh, painted beech wood kind of shit. Um, couple of nonces got done in. Prince Andrew was hit with a U.S. lawsuit for sexual abuse of a minor. Look, can I just tell you, bro, Prince Andrew? Word of warning, mate. Even though you to to tell to say in your defense about why you're not a paedophile, to say that oh well that couldn't have happened that she said that I sweat I don't sweat, isn't so creepy that you, you may as well be a paedophile. Do you know what I mean? Well, I don't sweat, so there's no way that could have happened to me. She said I sweat, ha. Huh? Well, there I actually don't sweat because I got shell shock in the war. Like what are you talking about? Oh my god, what are you talking about? Um, and as well, so him being a pedo, uh, and then R. Kelly, R. Kelly, um, was found guilty of all nine counts of racketeering and sex trafficking. Um, so there you are. Uh, that's um, that's uh, there you are. That's <laughs> there. I don't know why I bended on that. Uh, and then Tiger King two came out. I haven't seen it. I'm not interested. Um, so there you are. The nonsense got done. And, you know, if you look at that, there is you know. There is a couple of things there, you know. It is, it is such a monumental change. I know I know it can feel like some things aren't really changing and things are kind of stuck in, in the mud. But the fact that you can have a prince get done for being a nonce and or Kelly, who everyone joked about and was so brazen about it and admitted to everything, and now he's finally getting done. Times, they are a-changing. And um, Alison Mack as well, uh, who, was, uh, who I fancied from Smallville, also was sentenced to three years in prison for her part in the... Nexivum sex cult where she was kind of like the Ghislaine Maxwell of this sex cult bringing women in for this guru leader cult leader it's a crazy story I should probably even do a whole podcast on it they were even like branding people with like hot iron brands it was a mad time um 
And then these are things that we would have forgotten about. And Squid Game, of course, you know, which I liked, but I can't. I want, who are the people in the red? That's what I want to know. Anyway, look, hopefully you enjoyed this recap. I will do a more personal recap in uh, 2022 of the year past. Favorite games, favorite movies, favorite TV shows. But for now, I'm going to leave you there. And again, I want to say a huge thank you to everyone who has donated to um, Merchants Key Ireland. I now have to get back to doing those video messages. Um, and I couldn't. there couldn't be a better thing for me to be snowed under to do. Um, and a huge thank you to to uh, everyone who is donated there. I got a couple of dates for you, mate. Right, I'm going on tour. I'm going on tour in 2022. Tony Cantwell Pony is coming to a town near you. And on the 25th of February, I'll be performing in Westport in the town hall. On the 26th of February, I'll be performing in Galway in the Black Box Theatre. On March 4th, I'll be performing in Limerick in Dowlands, mate. On the 24th. 25th and 26th, I'll be in Dublin for Vicker Street. The 25th and 26th are sold out, but on March 24th, it's just been announced, there are still tickets available for that one, um, and there should be some good seats as well, because it's just been announced. On, excuse me, April 26th in Dundalk, I'm finally coming to the Spirit Storm, mate. I've been meaning to get down to you, or up to you. I remember geography. Um, and Spirit Store was cancelled, but it's finally happening. Happening? I'm so nervous. Uh, on April 24th, I'll be in the Set Theatre in Kilkenny. On April 28th, in the Whale Theatre in Greystones. I think that still has to go on sale, but that's when it'll be. And on May 1st, a big gig in Cork in the Everyman Theatre on um, Sunday, the 1st of May. I'm really excited about going on tour, and I'm hoping that things are a bit more chill and I can actually get to hang out and take photos with everyone at the end of the show and chat properly, uh, especially if you've uh, been a listener of this pod, if you're a patron of this pod, I would love to chat to you. Uh, if you are a patron of this pod, thank you very much. If you're not, I would love to recommend that you check something out. In this year, I've done a pretty much a full year of Patreon podcasts, so that means there's over 50. There's over 50 podcasts. I never skip a week on the Patreon because people pay for it directly. So if you want, if you say for Christmas, you want to treat yourself, and you want to have 50 other podcasts, there's going to be a couple of best ofs that are happening I'll be putting out, but this is the last podcast I'll be releasing here on the main feed. If you want to hear some podcasts you've never heard before, arguably better, some people have told me, podcasts, go over to patreon.com, type in Tony Cantwell there, and uh, there's also a link in um, my link tree on Instagram if you want to check that out. It's the equivalent of a price of a pint every single month, and you know what? Because of fucking dry jam and the fact that you're not going to be able to go after eight, and you want to put that pint to good use, you can send it my way over on the Patreon. Thank you very much for listening to this pod. I'm very grateful. Thank you for your very kind, committed support. Have a great Christmas. Have a fabulous 2022. And I'll be back on Jan the 4th. But between now and then, you'll be hearing a couple of best ofs uh, on this and the Patreon podcast. All the best. Bye-bye.